Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. Yo, ladies, yo, gentlemen, guys and girls, old and young, strong and weak. There's always room for improvement with everybody, and I'm happy that you're here to get a little bit funky to improve yourself just a little bit with me today. Thank you, everybody out there who does listen to this show. Uh, I would like to connect with more of you more often uh, to be honest, I, I do get a lot of emails and, and messages on social media, which is amazing. And I love every single one of those. Most of them end up on my inspiration board. So definitely keep them coming and connecting because making those connections can lead to some pretty glorious, fantastic, miraculous um, things, miracles, situations, future opportunities that you would never, ever guess. And most importantly, best friends. You never know what one small email can can send off in just like a massive chain of dominoes into some of the most ridiculous things of all time. So I wanted to record this message because I don't get a lot into my situation and what I've been going through since I started this, why I started this, and really the transparency behind my life and what I'm aiming to do. And I wanted to share a lot of that with you uh, under this creative, creative quickie uh, for the day. Now, when I'm talking about reaching out and sending emails or or just telling somebody what you want to do, I really do believe in that. And the reason is because if we rewind about two years ago, and really more of like a year and a half, but I'll just take two years, there was a problem that I was having, right? I had this amazing girl, amazing girlfriend, still with her today. She's unbelievable in every single way. And I mean, I fell in love with her, hardcore. And I started looking at myself and my personal values and what we were doing. And, you know, she was fresh out of college. I wasn't too far out of college. So we were still in that like party mode all the time. But it came to a point where it's like, okay, every night we're getting together and we're just drinking like hardcore with us by ourselves, with our friends. Uh, but we were drinking a lot, a lot more than the average person should ever drink in single days. And it was just the same thing over and over again. Well, we wanted to make some changes because, yeah, we're in Kentucky, but that's not the most exciting place in the world to be, right? And anybody out there, it, it's funny because I get all these people on my show and I talk to them and it's like, where are you at? In the pre-chat, I'm like, Kentucky. And they're just like, hmm. It's like awkward silence from there on out. <laughs> she loves to climb mountains. She loves traveling the world. She's been a lot more places than I have been, but... Uh, that is my passion as well, to be able to go around the world, to be able to make a difference in areas and not just the cliche thing. Um, I think once you get out of the areas that you're from and you see the world, you start to notice that you are much smaller than you think, but you can have the potential to do things much bigger than you think. And it's not until you actually do that and you're face-to-face -face with, with poverty, you're face-to-face -face with the way different cultures work until you realize that 
you know, what you grew up believing, what your culture is, your situation is just one of thousands and thousands across the world. Everybody is different. But we get into this funk where everybody thinks that they are right because of where they came from and what they were taught growing up and what their education system taught them and what their parents' values were instilled in them. And it's just like, I get it and I and I respect that everybody's going to have that sense of home when they think about those things. But there are all these others as well that are separate from us. And we have to respect these. We can't hate them. We can't look down upon them. We have to be able to work together to make everybody better. Um, and there's opportunity everywhere. And, and you'll start to interact with these different cultures, with these different beliefs, with these different backgrounds. And you can start to see the magic between connecting. And it's amazing, like the just the experiences and, and the ways that we can transition through these types of relationships. So we had these problems and it was like, okay, what are our goals? We, we have a hard time working for people. And Lindsay was in this position where it was like, you know, she was being pressured. She just got out of school. She was working uh, vets, working with horses, which is what she thought she wanted to do. And she loved it until she got into that industry and realized that it's all about money. Nobody really cares for the horses. It's all about money. And then the people that do care for the horses aren't the ones making the decisions. And at that point, they're like, okay, well, you need to get into animal pharmaceuticals and things like that, which she was completely against because of the ethics behind it all. And it is disgusting. And there is a massive amount of money that goes into this and not much care for what actually happens to these animals. Her other love was lacrosse. Absolutely loved lacrosse, played it through high school, played it through college, and had started coaching a local high school team. And I could just see her lighting up when she'd go to these practices, not making any money doing it, but just the fact that she really, really, really loved this. I could see it, even though she couldn't, that this is what she needed to be doing. I could see it, and that's a problem with most of us, is we have these amazing passions, but we are the first to cut them out of our reality. But other people around can see that talent. Other people can see the love, and they might say, hey, you need to do this, but we're not going to listen to them, right? It's a really hard thing to do. But if you know somebody who has this kind of passion and they're doing something else, if you're one of those people, and be honest with yourself, because a lot of us are, uh, we, we went to school or we didn't go to school, but we end up doing something we don't love because we think it's what's going to bring in the money. It's the, it's the same thing over and over again. And to be completely honest with ourselves, like, you know, I made that mistake not once, just but twice. And when I got out of school, uh, I bartended for a year because it was 2008 and the economy had just crashed. I didn't even like bartending, but it was easy. I mean, you make money, you stay up late. It didn't, it wasn't that hard to transition from college to that because it was the same type of lifestyle. But eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to take this job. I found it. I moved to Kentucky, uh, bought a house. My God. <laughs> Did the American dream made those kinds of mistakes? And when I look back, I can't honestly say that it was all a mistake because every single thing that we do is a building block to the next thing. And I bought a house, but yeah, now five years later, I have a little bit of equity in my house and it's an investment and I have money down and I have this house as a sense of security and I love my house. I just wish I could pick it up with my yard and move it to the Northwest I'm thankful for every single thing that has happened in my life up to this point. I'm thankful for the way I was raised. I'm thankful for the beliefs that were instilled in me by my friends, by my family, uh, growing up, by the culture. And I'm thankful for all the things that I've done to learn from those. 
And every single way that I've been able to apply that kind of stuff to my life to grow into a better person, uh, to grow into the person that I want to be because everything is interconnected. And I didn't really realize this until my coach, Jacqueline, she she said, I want you to sit down and draw a bunch of circles. Start with 21 circles. And I want you to start filling these circles in with your skill sets since as far back as you can remember up to this point today. So I started filling these circles in. And it's fairly magical what this will do to you because you start thinking back to the first things you were good at and you're filling these circles in. And I want everybody to do this because I think it will help all of you. Uh, but mine started out, you know, at first it was really just sports and things like that. And then I started to get into developing myself and my own personality and the things that I was interested in. And when I was a kid, I, I hated reading. I just liked being outside. I love being outside, and that's something that I still love. My creativity flows better. Uh, the muse hits me harder. And I'm just way more grounded and, and able to focus on the things that matter the most. But I look at all these little things that I tried and... I had to end up adding way more circles on than 21. But you can go from the very most recent skill sets that you have that you are using and connect them all the way back to the very first ones in a string. And so once I had this kind of brain map in front of me of how I've transitioned to the person I am today, and all of you should do this, literally get, get out a piece of paper, write down all the skills that you started out with and what they developed into, it's not as hard as you think because it'll start jogging your memory and you'll start to see, okay, and then I learned this and then I took that skill and I learned this and then I took that and then I learned this. And you'll get to a point where you have these recent things that you're doing, right? And she said, I want you to highlight one of those things that you're doing right now that's personal and one that is business and they need to be what is going to contribute to what you think will get you out of the situation that you do not want to be in in the future. And I did that. And it was amazing and it was magical. But what I realized is you have to be thankful for everything that you've experienced. Everything that you've experienced. Because it all falls right into line with where you are now. There's going to be glitches. There's going to be hard times. And there's always going to be that feeling of stress and insecurity and inconfidence, but you have to be able to manage that stuff, man up and move on. Okay. I, I think that it's, you have all these people that say you have to overcome your fear and then you can be the best person or the best version of yourself. But in reality, amateurs kind of think that way. I've said it and everybody said it and you hear it all the time. I mean, you, you really do. You hear it everywhere. Overcome your fear, then you can change the world. But if you are really invested, if you're really focused, if you really get it, you have to understand that you can't completely overcome that fear. It's always going to be there. You have to be able to manage it and put it to the side. You have to be able to manage it and ignore it when it needs to be ignored. But you also have to be able to embrace that fear when you can and learn from it. It's just never going to go away completely. You can talk about how you have no fear, but in reality, you're lying to yourself. It's sort of an amateur way to go about it. And when you're lying to yourself and you're talking about how you have no fear, you are really just kind of resisting what you should really be doing to move towards those goals and those things that you love. Uh, you're procrastinating in a sense. So it's okay if you're scared. It's okay if you feel that way because I feel that way every single day. 
I wake up, but then you start to change throughout the day when you see the possibilities of how you can overcome these steps. I was able to connect this stuff and going back to Lindsay and I's situation when we first met, you know, I saw that she loved lacrosse. I graduated school. I took a job and I decided I wasn't going to do it. I could not work for anybody. Right. So I quit that job and I was doing website stuff part time for about six months and it didn't work. You know, I had all these student loan bills coming in. I had house payments. I had just massive amounts of bills. And then you have this whole lifestyle of me wanting to go out every night with my friends and drink and go out to dinner every single day. And it just wasn't adding up. The money wasn't covering what I was paying out. The debt was building. And eventually I had to end up getting another job. And that hurt really bad because... It's just like you feel so amazing when you leave your job, but then you can get in these positions if you're not ready. That kind of dig yourself in a hole and and it and it puts you back into an even worse position when you have to go back into it. Now, I'm still glad that I did that. I'm I'm happy that I quit because I ended up working for another company that allowed much more freedom and flexibility 6 months later. I applied out west to a few jobs, and this is before I met Lindsay. Um, but I ended up taking one in Kentucky again where I could work from home, and it was an outside sales position selling chemicals um, and making my own schedule because I, I thought that this would be a great job to take until retirement. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I made that mistake again. And what I've learned is no matter how much money you make, no matter how much freedom you have, if you can't work for other people, then you just can't work for other people. Do any of you out there have that bug? Like you just feel like there's that restraint. Like you're not fully free because you have to tend your days and your schedules to the way other people want them to be. You have to react to situations that are out of your control and spend your time to fix those situations. You have to spend your time driving eight to 10 hours a day if that's part of your job like I do. And then you have to figure out all the ways that you can cram the things that you love in around it in the morning, at night. And I started to get really depressed and distraught because I knew that I wanted to move away from having a job again, but it seemed so impossible and so far-fetched. How was I ever going to even have time to do that? How do you even build a side business when you have to drive eight to 10 hours a day, you have things to take care of in the morning in your personal life, and then you have a couple hours at night where you have to eat dinner and you have to take care of household things. You have to take care of your dogs. You have to stay grounded so you just don't lose your mind and completely go insane. And a lot of times where you're just thinking throughout the whole night, all the amazingly heavy things that are on your mind for the next day of work. And the stress is real and it's deep and it's hard, so hard. But you just keep moving on. You accept it and you just keep going. Well, if I get till tomorrow, then it'll be the weekend. And you hold on to those weekends like it's the savior. But what I found myself doing was every time Sunday came rolling around, I was depressed. All day long. In a bad mood, depressed. 
Lindsay would want to have all this fun on Sundays and I literally let it get to me because I had to start working the next day. That is so sick. I mean, how many of you out there just get this terrible feeling in your stomach or this sense of anxiety on Sundays knowing that you have to go to work on Monday all the way through Friday? And the entire week, all you're thinking about is what's going to happen on Friday when you get out of work and the amazing things that you can do Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Why can't we live every single day with that feeling? Why can't we wake up on Monday morning knowing that we're going to have this amazing day to free ourselves, do whatever we want that needs to be done to move another step in the direction of a life that we love, to move another step in a direction of making connections with other amazing people to change the world? It can be that way. Now, I'm not there yet, but this is the transition that I've had to make. I realized that I didn't have any friends that were doing the things that I wanted to do. That's a huge issue. And you've heard that if you surround yourself with the right people, you can grow to be the best version of yourself. But if you don't have those people around, how do you find them? That's a problem. Is it embarrassing to go out and find people that you think are doing great things and tell them that you just really haven't been that great yet, but you want to? It's not embarrassing. But it may feel that way, and it's hard, and people fear it, and they never do it. They just hold to themselves. They think about all the amazing things they want to do, but they don't because they're afraid people are going to shut them down. They're going to get ignored. They're not going to care. So I'd, I had this issue. How do I get out of this funk of drinking every single day and accomplishing nothing? I mean, I've always been a productive person in a manner of doing things that I want to get done in a day, but that doesn't mean that those things that I was getting done in a day were doing anything good for where I wanted to go in life. And we decided to to change this. Lindsay was an anchor, but it wasn't her, you know... It, it wasn't us sitting down saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to make all these drastic changes together. I, I literally was just feeling so depressed one day. I remember. I just started listening to podcasts, and I heard this amazing interview with a woman named Amber Ludwig, which is now Amber Vilhauer because she got married. And her story was just, it was so real. You hear a lot of podcasts, you hear a lot of stories, you want to know how much of it is the positive side and what all the negative stuff is that you don't ever hear. But she was real from from the beginning. She explained her transition from being this depressed, insecure teenage girl to running this amazing web design and marketing company called No No Guts, No Glory. She was the realest interview I've ever heard. I mean, and she went through her struggles and she talked about why. And and it's very similar to the situation that I felt that myself I was in. I have these skill sets. They were very relatable to the skill sets she was talking about. She started dabbling with WordPress. She started dabbling with websites. She started to uncover a little bit of opportunity. But one thing I noticed that she had done that I had never done was she reached out and told people that she was doing it. And she made connections, and then these people that she made connections with were feeding her business. And she was able to grow, and she was able to actually 
propel herself to be able to leave her job and do this full time, to which she does today. And I was so in love with this interview that I, I was inspired to reach out to some other people and tell them that I wanted to do something different with my life. So I did. I found her on Facebook and I wrote this message to her and I was totally scared. I mean, like completely scared about it. I didn't know how she'd react and just like everybody else, it's it's this awkward situation to send a blind message. I'm not a fan of cold calls. I'm not a fan of blind emails um, that I have to send, but I love receiving them, right? And I didn't know that until now, but I sent her a message and literally, I'm not kidding you, within like two minutes, there was a response that was like, oh my gosh, this made my day. Thank you. She was thanking me for sending her the message. And I was like, whoa, why is she thanking me? I didn't do anything but tell her my problems, right? And how her interview was inspiring. Well, to make, to kind of sum up a long story short, I, I'm still very much infatuated with all the amazing things that she accomplishes. She is a huge role model, insane inspiration to me and so many other people. And just so real, right? But she sent two emails and she connected me uh, to a couple people. One was an amazing dude named Paul Kemp who runs the App Guy podcast, who ended up being really my first huge mentor. And another one being Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning because I got on a phone call with her shortly after that. She literally called me and talked to me for 30 minutes for free to give me advice on what I should do. How many people are willing to do that? I thought nobody was willing to do that at that point. Now, being in the position that I'm in, I understand that I love doing things like that. And a lot of people love doing things like that. So if you're scared out there to connect and to reach out to someone to ask him advice, do it. You are going to be surprised the responses that you get. And if you don't get responses from some people, it doesn't matter. Because you keep reaching out, eventually you will. And those are the ones that make all the difference. And those are the people that you want to know anyways. Well, I connected to Paul. Paul became my first coach and mentor, and he was the one who got me into this podcast idea. Paul was doing the App Guy podcast, and I started to look at my skill sets, the same stuff that I wrote in those little circles I talked about earlier. And I was like, you know what? I've done music. I have a microphone. I have a recording software. I know how to use it just from dabbling around with stuff in the past. I could do a podcast. And so I got a hold of Amber and I thought maybe I'd ask her to be a guest. And I thought maybe I'd ask Paul to be a guest. And it steamrolled from there because those introductions from Amber to Hal, to Hal and implementing his entire miracle morning routine into my life, that changed everything. If I would have never reached out to Amber, I probably wouldn't know what that routine was. I reached out to Hal. I had him on the show. Hal introduced me to other people. Amber introduced me to other people. I'd listened to another podcast with Kim Nickel, the lawyer who quit to teach lawyers meditation and mindfulness to make their life more stressful, episode four. She's incredible. And she just put a book out, by the way, which is phenomenal. I highly suggest everybody go check out. She got me into mindfulness and meditation, which is the other gigantic staple that changed my life. 
These were just the first steps of the network connections that I made by sending that one message to Amber. Hal, Kim, Paul Kemp, three of the biggest staples of my life from sending one email. And all three of them, you should see the spider web of connections that I've made from them that have stemmed off of it. It's insane. And looking back now, let me let me bring you up to date to where I am. I've done over 100 episodes, over 110 with interviews of amazing entrepreneurs all over the world by simply reaching out and asking. And it comes back around the other way as well. Other people will listen. They'll get wind. They will reach out to you and ask you if they can be a part of it. And these are the amazing things that they have to share with the world. Over 110 interviews in, plus, I don't know, 20, 30 maybe solo episodes that I've done. I'm looking at my current situation. A year and three months later. And originally I had this problem where I didn't have any friends that were doing the things that I wanted to do that were making progress in wanting to get away from this traditional work for somebody else the rest of your life and suffer every single day knowing that you have to get up and do it again the next day. Now I have friends all over the world who are fighting against that, who are proving that you can live the life that you love, and they are, they are doing it every single day. And not only that, but they're teaching others to do it. My best friends... I haven't even met a lot of them in person, but I talk to them every single day. My best friends are literally doing things that are changing the world every single day. Inspiring things, like the most miraculous, beautiful transition that I could have ever imagined making has happened to me. All because I reached out and made one simple Facebook message. At that point, I decided that I was just going to do it. And people ask me for advice all the time, advice all the time on, on how to make this transition. And you have to you have to understand that there's a billion ideas out there. There's a billion different ways to go about setting your mind in the right place to be able to spend this the time every single day, whether you have it or not, to move in the right direction to get away from living a life where you feel trapped or you're doing a job that you hate. But when it boils down to like exactly what you need to do, it's that. You just need to do it. You have to make the decision to wake up earlier. You have to make the decision to exercise. You have to make the decision to make a transition of habits. You have to stop doing all the things that are keeping you from that goal. And you have to start doing more things that are getting you towards that goal. You have to start your morning routine. You have to pick that book up every single morning and read 10 pages. You have to write every single day. You have to make those emails to connect people to each other. You have to be persistent in helping others. You have to find out what other people want and what they're striving for and what you can do to help them get to that point in their life where they feel like they can finally live the life that they love because they are going to take those skills, they are going to remember you, and they are going to help other people. And it's a massive movement 
It's like dominoes. Amber helped me. I was able to connect with Paul. I was able to connect with Hal Elrod. These people are changing the world every single day. Every single person that I connect with, I learn something from, and then I use that to teach somebody else. And what do you think they do? The same thing. It keeps going. Now, if you're negative and you think nothing's ever going to work, you're telling other people that and they're starting to believe it as well. And it goes the opposite direction. Be the person that makes the connection. Be the person that helps educate. Be the person who brings value to somebody else's life and your life will quadruple every single day with happiness, with skill sets, with mindfulness. You will be so surprised the person that you can turn into just by being open to this. So a year and three months later, I still have my day job, believe it or not. But I know that I won't always. And I can see the vision and the clarity on how to escape and build this life that I love. And I'm in the middle of doing it. Through my podcast, I met this awesome dude named Jason Berwick. And despite all my projects that I've been involved with, and you've probably heard me talking about, website projects, side website business with Lexington Web Solutions, Green String Inc., an app company that I started that I failed, Podcast Pal, an amazing platform to teaching others and managing others' podcasts for them that I gave up on, for good reason, by the way. Jason introduced me to something called Amazon FBA, which has been the golden ticket to actually really creating this revenue that I need to be location independent. That's what I've been focusing on. And that's what's bringing in money to me. I launched just a month ago and I've already been able to sell over $7,200 worth of products. If you would have asked me a year and three months ago what I'd be doing today, I would have told you that I'd be waking up under a bush, face down, pants down with a bottle of whiskey like every single day. But what I'm doing today is I do have a side web design company and I am doing websites and I'm automating a lot of it and I'm bringing in money. And I have an Amazon FBA business that I've kickstarted. I'm getting approvals in different categories and it's fun and it blows my mind how into it I can be, how into the economics and the prices and the supply and demand. It's incredible. And I wouldn't be doing that unless Jason was happy to explain to me that it's possible for anybody to do when I talked to him. I met him through a Twitter message. All right. I had him on my show. He was in a similar situation trying to figure out how to create this life he loves and bring in revenue. And I kept in contact with him and he came back around and said, listen, I figured out how to do this all location independent. I want to teach you. What if I would have said, no, I don't believe that this is going to work. What if I would have been closed minded? What if I would have been too scared to try it? I wouldn't be able to sit here today saying that in just one month, I sold over $7,000 worth of products on Amazon. Over $2,000 in profit. 
Just the other day, I sat down and created a seven-month plan on how to get to $35,000 in sales per month. I broke it down to the day via strategy by honor a quarter in vision to reality. I broke it down to the day in 110 day segments. I stick to that. That is my main focus every day because when Jacqueline told me to look at these circles and she said, pick one for personal and one for business and focus, my business one is Amazon FBA now. It's circled, it's highlighted, and that is my focus. Every decision that I make every single day, that comes first. That is my main goal because that is exactly what's going to get me to where I want to be in the future. None of this would have happened unless I sent Amber that Facebook message. None of this. So, when Lindsay and I got together, we talked about what we loved. We talked about all the dreams that we had, where we wanted to be, and where we saw ourselves in the future. And I know it's very rare to meet somebody who can agree with you on all platforms, but that's what I have with her. We get each other. We understand each other. We trust each other. And we support each other. I mean, she's my accountability partner with everything. She's stronger than I am at everything. Her vision is stronger than mine, and she believes more than I do in where we are going. It's been harder for me than it is for her. But instead of taking that corporate job in animal pharmaceuticals, instead of going back to school again and getting a master's degree in business to make her parents happier, to make other people happy, she decided to stick to lacrosse. She decided to move from high school coaching to college coaching. And then when we sat down and we said, what do we want to be doing next year? We realized that we wanted to be in the northwest corner of the United States and not in Kentucky. Well, my situation's harder because I have a mortgage here. And I have a job. And I work for somebody who I really, really, really respect. And he's hired me on to take over everything that he's built his entire life. And he has been like a second father to me as far as teaching me sales and values and just life in general. So it makes it really, really hard for me to be completely honest in that I don't really love what I'm doing. I love everything about the guy and what he's taught me. But he isn't the job. And for me, I have all this student loan debt and I had credit card debt and I had myself in a financial hole. I had a loan to finish my basement of like $8,000. I had a car loan. And so, yes, I was making transitions to having no friends that were doing amazing things, to having best friends all over the world, traveling freely, creating the life they love. But my other problem was that I I had this financial hole, and I'm stuck in Kentucky in this house because I bought it. There's always a way out, guys, girls. I sat down with Jacqueline, and we've tried to figure out a way to get out of this financial hole. And so what did I do? I started this campaign at the beginning of this year called 2015 to 15K. I needed to make $15,000. I needed to save $15,000 to pay off all my debt so I could feel free by the end of the year. It's September right now. 
I took my lifestyle and I quit drinking. I quit eating out. I got into minimizing everything in life. Removing distractions. Getting rid of all the excess material junk around my house that I don't need. And I still have too much stuff. Selling things off that were of no value to me. I had to get into the mindset of if I own something, is it contributing to where I want to be in the future? Is it going to make a vital difference in me getting to the point where I'm living the life that I love? And if it's not, get rid of it. And by getting rid of all these things, selling, donating, whatever it may be, I was able to save funds. But not only that, you're not having to spend money and time to take care of all these materialistic things because they're not there. So you're saving double whammy. Well, then I started to get into the mindset of, okay, when I make purchases at stores, maybe I should ask that question also. Is this going to contribute to where I want to be in life? To the exact things that I love? To getting out of Kentucky and getting to the Northwest? Is this going to contribute to that? If I buy this, and if the answer is no, I'm not buying it. Is going to this concert, is taking this trip, is going to hang out with my friends at this bar going to contribute to what matters the most to me in my life? If it's not, I'm not doing it. That is a lot harder to do than you think. And if you haven't done it, I really highly suggest that you should try it. You'll get better at it as you go. At first, it'll be hard. You'll fail. You'll break. You'll do stuff. But then you'll get better and better, and you'll form this habit to where it's automatic that you think that way. Well, by May, online, I was tracking all these different things that I was saving, by the way, on the website. You can check out artsynow.com. But from January through May, I had already saved over $8,000. $8,000. Somebody who is sitting there thinking at the beginning of the year, okay, I think I could pay off all my debt by 2018. And Jacqueline said, no, you're going to do it this year. And I said, well, that's impossible. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's impossible. She said, no, it's not. And you're going to do it. And we set this plan up. By May, I'd sold, I'd, I had saved over $8,000. I was able to take that money and pay off my basement loan and my car loan, which immediately cleared up over $400 a month in payments. Now, as time progressed, I spent a lot of that money investing in Podcast Pal, which was a good idea to me at the time. But I still have student loans. And I still have life. Things break in my house. I have emergency vet runs for my animals. You got to buy a lot more than you ever prepare yourself to. And that was the, the next problem is I wanted to be prepared to where I didn't have to worry about things like that. And I'm currently in the transition of making that happen. Setting up an automatic flow of finances to know that you're putting money in savings automatically, to know that all your bills are getting taken care of automatically, and to know that you have these little security funds that are getting automatically filled to where if something happens, you don't feel stress. If I have to take my dog in to have his leg amputated because he has cancer in it, I already have the money sitting there waiting to pay for it. So I don't feel like I'm in a hole. 
when you stop spending money on all these stupid things, like eating out every day and going to the bar, cable television, $120 a month. When you stop spending money on candy and sugar and three, $4 coffee five times a day, you would be surprised how much that adds up and how easy it is to create these emergency funds so that you have the money waiting in case something happens so that you don't feel stressed. You feel prepared. So in May, I had $8,000 and I paid off those two loans. I cleared up $400 a month, which was invested in another project that I gave up on later for good reason. So Amazon FBA opportunity comes around with Jason. I'm all in. I want to learn. He's showing me these screenshots. I'm selling three, $4,000 worth of stuff per day, 20% profit. He's giving me the opportunity to learn from him. I'm in. Went to the World Domination Summit. Really thought about all the amazing things that I learned out there. So well put together. And made some decisions to change what I was doing. I was doing too many things. I needed to focus more. I needed to look at my circles that Jacqueline had me write down and focus on the Amazon FBA. And even this podcast comes second to that. I have taken this podcast, which used to take me all week, every single night to work on, and gotten it down to where I only work on it on Mondays. Everything's automated. I don't make any money. I do this to teach everybody else. I do this to make connections with all of you. I actually lose a lot of money doing this podcast with all the services and editing and everything that I have to do for it. Even the time that it takes me to make these episodes and to put stuff on the website, I could be using that time with Amazon FBA and making more money, but I choose not to because this is my way of helping others do the same things that I'm doing. This is my way of connecting you to new ideas and to new people all over the world that are doing these amazing things that will change your life. I love this more than anything. But I don't make money doing it. And after the World Domination Summit, I, I realized that I have to, if I want to be able to, to get where I want to be, I have to make money. Now, Lindsay, she is 100% focused on lacrosse and barely makes any money doing it, but she loves it. And that's okay because I know she can do that. She can be all in with it and it'll pay off one day. Whether that be her just being happy and smiling every single day, take the finances out of it. That is an amazing life. She is working with these girls in ways that are far beyond lacrosse. There's lots of mentoring going on. There's lots of health going on. And to see her smile and the energy that she puts off when she plays lacrosse, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And we made a huge decision together. Knowing that we wanted to be in the Northwest, we said, okay, Lindsay, what's the next step? Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this happen? I mean, I'm here. I have this house. It's in Kentucky. I don't want to hold you back. I don't want you to have to stay here when you could be doing something far beyond uh, coaching at a school locally. So we decided that she needed to look for a job in the Northwest, which is what we love. 
And she did, and she found one up in Washington at Whitman College. And she got it. And she's coaching lacrosse up there now. And most people would come and say, you guys are crazy. I guess that means you guys are breaking up. I guess that means that's no more Lindsay and Heath. But th- that's that's a ridiculous thing to say. Because I know that we're strong enough, and she knows that we're strong enough, and we're on the same page, that that was the next step necessary to get to where we want to be. It was a plan. We knew that she was going to have to go out there before me to begin with. She was going to get situated. And despite being really far away from each other, we're going to get closer because of it. And eventually I will be there with her. And we will be living that life that we love. We will be out of the state of Kentucky. We will be in Washington where we want to be. We'll be climbing mountains and working location independent and smiling and truly knowing that because we did not give up, we have the life of our dreams. When I blink, it feels about the same amount of time that passed between when I decided to start this podcast and now. When I sit back and look at all the different days that I sat down and wrote my wins or wrote in my five-minute journal what amazing things happened for the day, it is insane to see the progress from then to now in just 15 months. It doesn't feel like anything longer than a blink. That can be the same for you. Get out there and reach out to someone and tell them what you wanted to. Just do it. If you're not happy where you are, Make changes. Transition to where you want to be. It's not going to happen overnight. You are going to be in the throes of of fear and stress and pain. You are going to suffer along the way. Often. But when you get out of those moments of pain and fear and suffering, the happiness and the drive and the inspiration, it keeps growing. Your fear is going to go from extremely large. Your stress is going to go from the the heaviest feeling in the world. And your inspiration is so small, it's going to flip-flop over time. Your fear is going to start getting smaller and smaller. Because you know that you're the boss of it. And your inspiration and your motivation and your transition is going to get larger and larger. Until one day you're looking at your vision and realizing that you're living it. You'll look at your vision board and realize that everything on it is part of your life. If you implant these things in your head, if you implant where you want to be, where you want to live, who you want to be helping, if you truly believe it, if you convince yourself of it every single day and you make every decision of the day funnel towards those convincing thoughts, funnel towards those things that you love, those dreams that you have, If you shape every decision that you make towards that stuff, you're going to get there. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If you head in a direction, you're going to arrive eventually. There's just too many of us never head in the direction because we're scared. I 
am happier than I've ever been and more stressed than I've ever been sometimes. Last weekend was tough. It's been a really hard transition because I moved Lindsay out to Washington a week ago. I'm not used to not having her here. I don't get to see her as often. We're three hours apart. We don't get to talk as often. But you better believe that's going to light a fire under me to figure out the fastest way to, for me to get out there. You better understand that I will focus 100% on this Amazon stuff to bring in revenue on this podcast to teach others how I'm doing it. I want to connect. I want to feel a part of something much bigger than myself. And, and I'm doing everything I can to move in that direction. You need to free your mind into its pure state. You can eliminate resistance and distractions. You can be more focused if you decide to. The whole goal is to own your own. Own your own life. Live life as it should be. Open up the lifestyle that allows focus and growth around the things that you love. Travel. Creating, painting, playing music, writing, podcasts, systems, automation, outdoors. What is it that you love? Maybe it's spending more time with your family. Every decision that you make needs to be in the direction of those things that you love. So free your mind to its purest state. Concentrate on the meaning. Chase the world. Then, help others do the same. Feed your muse and your muse will feed you. I'm going to be putting out a lot of segments on this show about techniques that I use to get to where I am. Techniques that I use to make more time for things that I love. Systems that I put into place. Things that allow me to create more often. So I want you to check back in often if you want to hear these amazing things because they're going to help you because it's not something that I just made up in my head. I have learned everything from the hundreds of amazing creative entrepreneurs that I've had on this show, from the hundreds of people that they've connected me to, from the hundreds of friends that I've been connected to, to the 10 to 15 best friends that I have made that I didn't know three years ago. 90% of them I've never met in person. And I'll tell you what, when you do get to meet them face-to-face, it's the most magical thing ever. It's like you've known them for a lifetime. So check back in, and I really appreciate you all listening to the episode today. Give me some feedback, if you will. I would love to hear from you if you email me at create at artcnow.com. I will respond to every single one. You can hit me up on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. Tweeting directly to me works better than the direct messages because I forget to check those, uh, but once every couple weeks. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. I, I check that once every couple weeks, but the fastest way is just to email me at create at artsynow.com. I want to hear your situation. I want to hear your stories. I want to be able to help you in any way possible. And... I know together we can all do this, so don't be shy. One person changed everything for me, so thank you so much, Amber. And I want to be that person for as many people as I can as well. So hit me up. Um, If you have any suggestions about guests to come on this show, if you have any things that you'd like to hear, uh, 
don't be shy also. Hit me up there because I'm always looking for amazing new ideas. And to be honest, I really just wing these creative quickies. And then my guests, I, I, I connect with about a week and a half before I actually record the show nowadays as opposed to uh, earlier episodes where I was actually buffering those out. I like it to be real time and hopefully in the future I'll be moving to live shows with soundboards and everything. So stay tuned for that. And I want to be accountability partners to everybody. So if you're making a transition away from your job, I want to know about it. I want to talk to you and I could use you to help motivate others. I would love to put together a giant post of people who are trying to make this transitions, the things that they have done wrong, the things that they have learned from doing those things wrong, and the amazing things that they have done right and how it's changed their lives. If you have any awesome stories like that, hit me up and we'll connect via Skype. My Skype is Radiohead PS, so add me on Skype if you want as well. It's R-A-D-I-O-H-E-A-D-P-S, Paul Sally. Don't forget to live your life as if you had to live the same life all over again. It is never too late to do that. Make the transition, guys. Quit being babies. Quit laying around pooping your pants, smelling your dirty diaper farts. Get out there and do it. Nobody's going to do it for you. You can create your own life or you can live in somebody else's life that they created. It's up to you. Just know that it's 100% possible to create the life that you love You just have to have the right mindset. You have to believe in it and you have to work towards it. There's no easy path. You're not going to win the lottery. You are your own lottery. So invest in yourself every single day and you can create the life that you love and the life of your dreams. Share this with somebody and leave me a review on iTunes if you get a chance. I really appreciate it. That will push me back up into the rankings. I have not been pushing that at all because I just feel like sketchy and shady asking for iTunes reviews. But to be honest, if you like this show and if you find value in it, it really does help me out uh, for you to leave those iTunes reviews. So thank you in advance and I hope you all have an amazing week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.